0: you didn't do this and right away your brain starts thinking oh so I'm not a successful person or I'm someone that's negligent or I'm someone that's not responsible no you want to go I'm mm-hmm. not responsible you might want to build yourself up ahead of time
1: I hear. Yeah. alright uh, can I ask a quick question go I ahead. mean it's, it's probably not that quick but it's um, I've heard you speak about borderline personality disorder how difficult it is to to um, diagnose uh, now this I've heard this all right, it's diagnosis. not really that
0: true. I really got to, let me give a little waiver to that. You have to backtrack yeah, on that? Yeah, a little bit. All right, what's happening is borderline personality disorder, I, oh, I don't, let's, let's see how to do this. The diagnosis, unfortunately, is loose enough that so many people can fit into that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And as I'm having people say, they're not so, you know, they're borderline and it's not such a bad diagnosis. That's true. And it's yeah, base. Mm-hmm. It, that is true. On okay. the other hand, there is a different type of borderline personality disorder. And again, in, this isn't in, now in my opinion, this isn't in the professional, in the DSM 5, it's all one. But one personality disorder, a borderline that everyone's getting diagnosed is very workable, means you take several of the courses, very grounded, solid tools. And I call it more emotional regulation system where these people are more overwhelmed, they more anxious, and it's just affecting where they can't structure, they can't do different stuffs And that is one type of therapy for BPD. But mm-hmm. then I find there's a complete different level of BPD where these people, I don't really want to be this way, but they're really nasty. They're years and years of generations almost embedded of nastiness. Everything comes to them. They'll find faults in every single person. You're around mm-hmm. them for five minutes and you're ready, like, right. you can't stand yourself. Right Now, unfortunately, right. what has happened is, uh, to me, it's unfortunate, at least, again, in my opinion. Now, again, I need to. And
1: those uh, types won't really go for help because there's nothing really wrong go with, go with them. For right? help.
0: They'll never focus on help. They'll never say it's them. They will find problems with everyone. And what, mm-hmm. what the problem that I have with this BPD diagnosis is that the nice people that just might have had a difficult upbringing or didn't have normal structure or parents to teach them the emotional regulation, they're cluttered in that same BPD diagnosis, which I feel bad for. So when I always say BPD is such a serious diagnosis, but more and more people are being diagnosed with that, and then sometimes they're petrified. Hey, Mr. Weinberger just said, you know, Mordecai said BPD is so serious, so I feel i got to stop now giving – my definition of BPD and of the real clinical term diagnosis for BPD are a little different. So okay, that's now the, is,
1: it, is it possible yes. that a top, top, top specialist in this field could diagnose a patient without them being
0: there? No. Why not? Very simple. What happens is when we discuss something, there's a lot of projection going on. Projection means I can be very weak, and because I'm weak, I will, again, sorry women for sort of shifting things to you, but 80% of BPDs of personality disorders are women. Okay. So, like when I, when I would use the term for women just to be aware that most many of the times these people almost, I shouldn't say all the time, but almost all the time, the women that are diagnosed with BPD, their husbands are very weak. and weak okay, yeah. They don't have a self-esteem. So okay. when the husband is busy going to a therapist describing all the symptoms of the wife that has BPD... Mm -hmm. many times it's just a frustrated wife that is married to a guy that doesn't have a self-esteem that can't do tasks doesn't know how to ask anyone for anything if she asks him to please be responsible to book a hotel they can't even do that Mm -hmm. and then what's happening is it would cause the wife to be frustrated or angry or all their family responsibilities fall on her and just from the symptoms that we discuss from the husband's point of view she's bpd well, when mm-hmm. you speak to her, it could just be simple, overwhelming. What about
1: children also? Like if, if, if it's discussed with the husband and the children.
0: doesn't matter. Well, again, mm-hmm. it sounds very nice. I've had someone that they came to me that they, that they referred to me the case with this woman is going psychotic. Mm-hmm. And she's BPD. And I, I spoke to her for about 45 minutes. I said, I'm sorry, but this person's about 40 years in high anxiety. And mm-hmm. simple anxiety medication will help. And before we jumped, again, the way it appeared that way, now we got to go to the psychiatrist to diagnose and the doctor verified with what I said. Mm -hmm. So many symptoms are overlapping. You can have anxiety. You can sometimes have depression. You can have a personality disorder. You can have someone that's just simply overwhelmed. There are so many different points that could be on. You could have someone that came from a traumatic. It could also be PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And all of these can have the symptoms, a competent therapist that knows how to speak to the person will be able to discuss do you get along with people part of the issue of BPD is when they don't think they're ever wrong they don't see their they don't see much of their issues and sometimes BPD goes along with narcissism okay there's a lot of subcategories but the point is from my experience I've seen over and over where I tell someone your wife sounds like BPD but I won't diagnose it until I see them and then Mm -hmm. I see them and you see a complete different story the amount of times that I get calls from a bun and Oy vey, you had this couple, the marriage is falling apart. And I go, absolutely not. It's building. It's better than ever. But they had a major fight. And I go, okay. So there was a major fight, but do you realize the fight only lasted one day instead of three weeks? Do you notice how they were able to still work and not let it out publicly? Do you see how things are building? Fights will happen. So therefore, a competent therapist understands what to look at. And understands <laughs> where to be looking, you know, what to be looking for.
1: And if the person refuses to go to get evaluated, then how is it ever possible, or is it not?
0: Well, then the first step is and the husband and the children will go for therapy with the assumption that the person is a BPD. Okay. Or, wait, or with the assumption of a person that doesn't want to go for help. Are we going to say every person that doesn't want to go for therapy means that now they're BPD? Do you know the amount of times that I've got someone telling me that their wife would refuse to come for therapy and finally after several months they would come to the phone, they tell me, do you know, Mr. Weinberg, you're about the 30th therapist we're going to? I just don't have Kayak to do it because the minute you'll start seeing my side, he'll drop you. Mm -hmm. but meanwhile the husband is presenting the entire situation i'm thinking oh my gosh this wife is bpd till you don't speak to them until you don't hear both sides you absolutely never diagnose if a person is going is calling up a doctor and saying you know i'm not feeling that well i'm sweating would the Mm -hmm. doctor say go rush to the hospital you're having a heart attack no the doctor's got to see the patient they've got to listen to their heart take the vitals and, and get an entire picture. That's the same thing. How can you diagnose when the person is mm-hmm. not even aware of what's going on when you didn't speak to that person? I see. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Excellent. Okay. Thank you so much. You are welcome. We are okay. going to go to Miss B, Mrs. B. You're on with Mordechai. Yeah, Hi.
2: How are you? Baruch Hashem. Fantastic. So, um, before you call me Mrs. B. I happen to be a
0: teenager, so um. Miss B, you're yeah. on.
2: Mazel Thank you. Tav, I guess um,
0: for the future.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I want to tell you about that what this lady said before um, about the telling, like telling yourself, like self talk. It yes. really works. I I, I recently um, lost a lot of weight, and how I lost it was every time I wanted to eat something, I told myself, "Come on, you have self control. You can do it." And you don't have to eat now. You just ate lunch, and it really worked. It, yes, like it. It really works and. So, I wanted to ask you something. Um, so, I have this problem. That I think every single teenager has, but like it really affects me. I have a problem with authority like i I feel like I don't like when people tell me what to do it's That's a very right. common problem, but yeah
0: it's it's hard to deal with you know let's go ahead let's let's focus on that um, let Let's start with the concept, just to share with people the number. We are live now, Tuesday. So for those that would like to listen, you call in with your program. Feel free. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And for those of you sending um, texts, you can send a text to 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398, just to be aware that we take callers over the texts. Authority. Let's take that concept. Why in the world do we need to have authority? And this is also in that program where I'm going to be, where the workshop, where I'm training, where I'm giving. is Specifically, it is so important to have an authority figure, to have someone that you speak to. And that's one of the big issues that I find in this generation, that on one hand we want to be on our own. But on the other hand, if we don't have an authority, someone to lean on, our brain needs a support system. And so many people are so alone, especially teenagers, the amount of text that I get from teenagers. My friend confided this to me, what do I do? Well, you don't have a support system where to share that with. And also Mordechai like becomes that one support system. I'm glad that Bachem, I'm the first step to that. But a large part of this program is how to help a person have a vibrant life while they're alive. It's mostly based on the book. Of course, the workshop will be a lot more detailed than the book because in the workshop, there's hands-on practice in a group setting where I'm supervising how it's working out. But let's go ahead and take this concept to you. You're a teenager. What yeah. do you feel when an authority tells you something? So
2: it's not. It's more like I'm talking about I, I'm in a very Hasidic community and there's very a lot of rules about this and rules about that, and I feel like, you know, let me do my own thing. I understand you need a... Authority. To, I understand you need someone to tell you what to do. You can't just live your own life independently. But I think there's a limit. You know, you're, you so, can't
0: you can't rule someone's life. Excellent. So now let me go ahead. Let's take your concept and take it to the next step. So, being that as you're putting it, you're in the Hasidic community. There are so many rules, and your life is being ruled. Correct. Yes. Now, what happens if I show you, or let's first take it this way. Do you think that a non-Jewish teenager where almost everything is permissible in this American world that we live in, this land of the free, quote-unquote, probably doesn't have that complaint. Probably. That's right. Now, what happens if I tell you that is the number one complaint of the teenagers in the non-Jewish world? All teenagers have that exact issue. What would you say to that? I don't know. Yes, let's start waking up. And that is the number one issue that all teenagers have is they do not like authority. And because your brain opens up now on me and where we need to learn where parents and leaders need to learn the balance of how much to be on top of and also how to let loose. It's almost like when you're opening those seltzer bottles and you know that gas is going to shoot out, it's going to explode. The leadership people need to learn how to when we hit that teenage years how to give space but at the same time keep it structured all teenagers at all times at all ages in all countries in all societies feel that they are being controlled too much at all st- at all times now what yeah. the job is for us to get you to recognize that the more you can learn to work out with authority and leadership within your system <clears throat> there's an entire chapter that i've probably redone 8 times in this book and that's about free choice. And part of why we had to do it so many times is that people should not get a concept. Oh, I have free choice. And the concept in that chapter is about to recognize what's our excitement. The Rebbe gave us our koyach, our passion. How to use that. Part of the concern is that people might take it the wrong way. Now I have the heter. Oh, what do I want to do? I want to be Mechal Shabbos, Chas Hashan, I'll do that. And what we focus on is absolutely not. What we want to recognize is, do you like steak? For example, tell me a food that you really like. Same steak okay now let's take food don't you really like food the way you described it Do you see all those foods and you want to have it yeah now what happens if you would eat unconditionally freedom uh, it wouldn't be good for you that's right now what happens if you say i've eaten a little but enough you can you can have self-control yeah yeah what you lose uh, weight. I,
2: what are you trying to ask me?
0: What I want you to recognize is the same talents that you've used for weight and for food is the same talent that teenagers need in their life. Our goal is that the parents will, as the teenager masters that, you will be able to do that on your own.
2: <coughs> yeah, I understand. Like my my parents, I understand my parents. Um, they, you know, they know what's best for me or whatever. But I don't like. For example, like the leaders of the community, how did they know what, what what is best for, for, for me? And, well, what, and do you,
0: what do you think it takes to become a leader, a person that just wakes up? Do you think a, a 10-year-old kid is a leader in the community?
2: No, I'm, uh, he doesn't let's, know. Let's I'm recognize.
0: Saying... Let's stop a second. What do you think it takes to become a leader in a community? I, I guess they have the qualities to become a leader. What, tell just... me some of the qualities. I'd like um, you to recognize the qualities of leaders, and then I wonder if you'll look at them the same. What do you think it takes to be a leader?
2: Um, let's see, you have to know the issues that you have to deal
0: with, and, what, uh, Oh, you think to be a leader in, let's say, the from community is usser. What's this? usser? This? Oh, usser, And you got, like, this little recording that you don't even have to say the word, and then you do it with a smile. Usser, oh, sir. Wow. Yes. I just us What do you <laughs> think? No, we- I'm, I'm talking about they have to know, like, what, what,
2: like, what they have to be in charge of and what, you know, but... To a certain extent like they don't every, every family is different every single person is different like not every rule could be the same thing for everybody
0: right now did you ever ask now let's take a step one do you think as one of the beauties that we have in Yiddishkeit is when someone's a leader generally they're married and they have children right do you think that they won't have the same issue with their children if i'm telling you now it's universal all over the world every single teenager feels the leaders don't understand them and they're too strict anywhere and everywhere the school rules do you know that in america there are fights that certain systems want to bring back the uniform system because the amount of clothing was money that's being spent on clothing or the way people are dressing is not acceptable and teenagers are saying no you can't do that to us you can't trap us in the school uniform we need to express ourselves there's at all times going on you can't give us tests we need more time we need more playing time they finish at three o'clock and they still feel school is too much Don't you find that the words that we say, oh, why are we in yeshiva school so long? It's too hard. And yet, wherever society you are, you're going to have kids say the same thing. It's amazing where school lunches, kids universally across the world are going to be complaining about school lunches. They can be the best out there. Ugh. Now, what I would like you to start recognizing is to start looking at the leaders if there's a way for you to recognize that they are very smart, intelligent people. They're aware Of the benefits of the judging when you say something is mutter and when something is aser. And they're aware if you say too many mutter, we lose it. And chasashan, we could lose the messiah that we have. And that's their concern. And at the same time, if too many things are aser, they're also aware of that. And that is where. The Rabbanim, the gedolim, Hashem gives them a special siyata deshmayed. There was a time 20 years ago that if you said you're going to therapy, it was terrible. Today, the Rabbanim across the board are sending to therapy. What has changed? A lot has changed. doesn't mean, oh, rabbonim didn't know what they were talking about. The problem is we're not asking them, we're not contacting them. There's a famous Gemara, I don't remember where it is right now, but Abayah Paskin, someone had it entire with him and Paskin one way, then the second time he Paskin to the person that looked very similar and he in the other way. And This guy goes, oh, Abayah is out to get me. And Abayah says, oh, I see you're already going to say I'm out to get you. Let me clarify why I Paskin this and why I him that way. It's very easy for us to question authority and leaders. But once you're in the position, it changes. Have you taken any position, any leadership position in your school, like in a play, in marking the row book attendance, whatever it should be, any type of leadership position um, not that I remember Okay of. do you have, did you do any leadership position in your house, even cooking, baking, or doing anything like anything like yeah.
2: that yeah, yeah
0: okay, have you found people had complaints? Why did you do it then? You should have done it that way why didn't you do why didn't you clean up the pots right after yeah Or it was now imagine. You, and that, how many kids, or don't tell me how many people in your family, but imagine you only have, let's say, a family of ten people. I mean, it's mother, father, let's say eight kids. Okay. Six kids, eight people. And how many comments do you get when you do things? I don't know. Four or Five no All right, imagine you have a kehillah let's just take a small kehillah you're a rav of just a small kehillah of 50 mispaulim means in each of them let's say have 5 kids or let's say 5 family members so we're talking about 200 people how many more comments do you think they'll get? a lot now imagine you're a rav and let's say in the chassidish kehillah some of the rabbanim can be rabbanim of 2-3,000 families how many comments do you think they're going to get in people questioning them? a lot that's right now, what I have found from my experience of being a therapist, and one of the reasons why I thank the Rabbi for giving me this amazing Parnassus is that I was able to grow and learn that when I speak to the Rabbanim, they're willing to share with you why they held their certain concepts. But don't just listen to the public drushes that they give, you can call them up and they're available. I just had a meeting last night with one of the Gedolim in the litvisha world. I just called up and within three days I got an appointment. Just make an appointment, they're available. You want to ask one of the teachers. You want to ask your parents. Ask. They'll give you an answer. There's an answer to every question. One of the downsides of teenagers are that they only speak amongst themselves, and they'll probably then ask the question in a either chutzpahdik or in a questioning manner, where the teacher sometimes will respond accordingly instead of seeing it as a question of needing to grow. so just recognize all teenagers feel that they need freedom or space or why this rule why that rule some you will understand some you won't some just takes knowledge and age of wisdom some you need to have experience where you've tried your way several times and you finally learned it doesn't work but you aren't able to hear it until you actually experience it yeah, I see. Yeah, so just recognize that I'm just, like that last caller asked me what's my what's a number to reach me. It bothers me and I'm almost saddened that I can't answer people's questions when they call. I used to. I can't do that. And I almost feel like, I feel bad about that. But people go, Mordechai, he's such a big shot. He doesn't return people's phone calls. He only wants questions on here where he could get fame. I get that many times I get those messages from people. And reality is, I just don't have time. But... Why not walk in my shoes a couple of days and you'll see what it's like? But I just can't prove it to everyone. And yes, if someone really believes I only do it for COVID or I don't enjoy helping people, I only do it for parnosso where I take money and I won't give anyone free time, as many times I get these messages from people and I get sometimes feedback. Listen, I can't explain, I can't answer to everyone. I can only share mine and see mine and hope you trust and believe. So one of the difficulties of teenagers Is that your brain starts opening up? You start seeing the whole world, but you don't have yet the experience in the world, which means you question the leaders' modes that they do and actions that they do, but you don't have yet the experience to say, I understand exactly why they did that. And if I would be in that position, I would do the same thing. And then there's a higher level of once you understand most of their levels, then you can start getting to the ultimate level, which is the sort of the ultimate madriga that Moshe Rabbeinu reached, which is an Evid Hashem. And that is that we want, we saying, I trust you completely, Rabbeinu Shalom. Whatever you say, even if I don't understand, I know is right. And eventually we'd like to get that to a munus chachamim to understand our Rabbanim are there to help us. They don't have a day, they don't have a night. Many times I speak to Rabbanim after 12 o'clock at night and they're doing it and they're not getting paid for that if we can cool. imagine that rav has got a thousand people in their Kahila, just 500 people in their Kahila, and one of them or 10 of them have a shalom issues that takes hours of their time and they need to follow up and all those points you know how much time they give
3: yeah. let's
0: value them let's respect our abanam let's not look at what we disagree with or i don't understand or why they're doing that and recognize they're there for us and there must be a reason because no one wants to have an unhappy teenager Right? Thank you so much. You're very welcome and thank you for being brave for calling in. Let <laughs> us so go much. to Ms. L. Ms. L, you're on with Mordechai.
4: Yes, hi. Um I'm doing like a chasse job for a third grader and her it's basically my job was to do homework with her, but not that's not the main point. The point is that I should just be like a big sister to her because she's a little like socially I don't know if, I don't know what it is, but she doesn't speak like normally to people. She covers her mouth a lot when she speaks, and she doesn't look at people when she talks to them. But she's a very smart, cute kid, and she has a lot to say. And I see that her teacher's working with her, and she's going to get help. I just want to know what my position is. Am I supposed to just do the homework with her regularly, or am I supposed to be doing something else to build her, and And what can I do to help? Be there for. Her.
0: Well, before we know what your job is, what you would like it to be, we need to hear what's the job that they took you for. So, what was your job title?
4: There's no real title. They just said this kid needs someone to come and like be with her after school, just to keep her company, because she's not so socially. I don't know what the word is, but just someone to be like a big sister for her.
0: Okay. So what a big sister role is someone that they get to talk to, they can open up to, they have someone as a friend. That is the role of a big sister.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, and a big brother for those that volunteer. I used to be a big brother when I was in yeshiva, Shabbos is when I had off. So I used to volunteer for about four months on the summer, on the summer times when there was a longer Shabbos. So this I was able to learn, rest a little and still be a big brother. And that's all they needed, just someone to talk to. Now, mm-hmm. when you want to start teaching them roles and tasks, we need to be careful that they're ready for that. Sometimes they just need a place just to chill, just mm-hmm. to be, and they can be that with you. You, If you might start teaching them, try talking without your without covering your mouth. It might be beneficial, and that might be great. And you can even ask them, we'll get there, if you want to change roles and start helping them with certain roles and tasks. And that's something that a friend can do that's much easier than a life coach or or let's say big sisters can do. However, however, recognize the first goal they want you to be, it sounds like it's just to be there for her, just to have a place where she can go to. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. Now, if you've got the time, and if you feel you have their trust and their listening ear, you could tell them, can we practice speaking more like just body posture? And those are called social skills. Right. Can we practice some basic social skills? So when you talk, don't cover your mouth. Don't eat your finger while you're talking because it like this. And you can try, you know, you can try different steps with them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you can practice. But if you go, oh, it's too hard, then let go. Don't push. Your job is not to be her therapist. Right. Those just are the other your reasons. just to be. Yeah, you can ask questions. What do you like? You can talk about your day. You can talk about a friend that you're having a difficulty with or a friend that you're having a great time with. Talk and they'll open up. It's about connecting. Mm-hmm. In fact there's even in the course that we're doing in the workshop there are three types of languages I'm going to be teaching about how the brain works one of them is like completely the therapist language I call subconscious therapy language which is where you're letting go another part is when you're doing cognitive therapy where you're partially involved. like that's really the role of a mentor that you're doing like you're involved with them you're pushing a little you're sharing you're letting go it's not your main job to make major changes and then comes those that are behavioral on actually being and saying no this is what we got to do and I just did it this morning to a client of mine I said I'm not here to be a friend we're here for movement we've done emotional work now we gotta do behavior and I was very assertive on the person each of those will learn those languages learn how to practice those languages but I want you to be aware your language is not to, your language is more to be almost like the subconscious therapist what's going on what do you want to talk about and Part of that second language of like a cognitive therapist where you're involved, you challenge a little, but you're still submitting to them as the ultimate therapist, as like they get to choose where they want to go. It's self, um, self-directed.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense? Yes, very much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks. I appreciate it. And for those that are asking, the number to sign up to that program is 201-691-7626. 201-691-7626. We got Ms. R. Ms. R with Mordechai. Hi there. Good afternoon. Great afternoon to you.
5: I mean, thank you. Um, let's see. First
0: of all, could I hear more about this workshop? I'll, sh- I guess- I'll give you a number. I'll share with you a number where I put all the information on who it's for. Oh, it's all on there? <laughs> no, there's another number where I placed it on. That was just a number to speak to the representatives, but I'll give you a number where you can call up. That is actually my main phone line that I have. And that number is if you got a you got a pen and paper. Yes. All right, it's seven one eight two nine eight two zero two nine eight two zero one one. And you hit and you hit section eight. So you just press the number eight, and it'll take you right to the section there. I have an entire point section there. Generally, these courses about go for about eighteen or seventeen eighteen hundred dollars. It's less than a third that i'm charging i just want to get it i want to get it out there oh. cost effective the original charge was a lot more oh, oh. and then people just wow. told me they can't afford it and i figured you know, we'll have more people in the class but just have it affordable i just want to get the information out there i want to start it's getting wonderful. people meretz Hashem with Seattle Deshmai, on the right path just moving start moving in the process start getting information most courses are like 16 hours max i'm putting 21 hours in there and again, for the most important steps, I would say almost every client that I have has gone through these steps. So why pay so much money for them per hour when I could put them all vacuum-packed and you're able to get the benefit of the Wonderful. group as well? Because yeah. I have a therapist
5: at you know one of the clinics here, and I just feel like
0: they're not really... They don't have your skill. <laughs> right, but at the same time, When I'm one-on-one therapist, I'm a therapist role. It's interesting when people tell me, you're so different. You have such a different personality in the therapy room. And it's really true. As a therapist, I need to recognize which one of these three languages am I doing. Am I a behavioral therapist? Am I a cognitive therapist? Am I a subconscious therapist? Mm -hmm. So again, the point of this course was, and that's the reason why I really dropped it by even the extra half. That's now a third of that. It's very, very effective cost-effective is because people are telling me like they're going to clinics and they would like to have a 21-hour workshop and they want me to be the presenter. And what I figured is I might open up to have more people and I can then make it more more cost-effective. So that's really the goal to just start getting this information to the masses and to have a workbook where you can work on it. So it's not just listening to a share, it's listening to it and working on it. There are three parts to the day. It's five hours each day. Uh-huh. The last day is six days. So it's gonna be like an hour and a half work, you know an hour information, half hour work next hour information, half hour work, hour information, half hour work plus a half hour lunch break, you know a supper break depending if it'll be by day or in the evening times that we're gonna be doing it. but as so you said
5: you you really explained it in more detail on this phone every line? day on
0: the phone line I've got every single day what we're doing the details, what you gain uh, in every single detail like so so you sh- recommend it as a as a basic. Um. Basic awareness for anyone that's looking to grow, to understand themselves, to understand family members to understand human nature, to see where you get stuck. You're able to use this tool as an adjunct to therapy. You'll be able to understand the concepts in therapy so much more, why the therapist is pushing you. It helps you identify, again, and that's the beauty of a group, where other people will share their difficulties, because a lot of the group is you're going to be sharing information and the person that they might not be aware of or with the therapist where you're battling it or challenging the therapist, but when someone else says it, Oh, I have this difficulty. I just can't get up in the morning. And I know it's because of the stress that I have the whole day. And while the therapist is telling you, to, you're disagreeing. But when you have another person, just a regular person, that's the beauty of group therapy, say, yeah, Mm -hmm. I had such stress. I have to do this, this, this. And it's so overwhelming. Then all of a sudden somehow it sinks in more. And that's a huge power to groups. I do one-on-one therapy, but I also run in Lakewood a group therapy. And Mm -hmm. I see the power to group over individual. I also see the power of individual over group there. Each one is needed. So what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to combine in this group is the power of the group as well as the individual information to individualize where you'll be doing your work. Mm-hmm. But over in Section 8, it's actually the number three under there where I spend about seven minutes going into each day and the benefits and the information. In reality, it's about a 50-hour course that I'm condensing into 21 hours. That's me. I always call myself that ADD type that everyone walks out saying, wow, there's so much information. I need like a week to integrate it. And yes, that's why this information is once a week with the workbook with that you'll be practicing. Uh You're getting a workbook. It's going to be a workbook, yeah. It's going to be a workbook. means working during the class as well as following up during the week.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, so I I guess... um, Now, the the other thing about the authority, I don't know if this um, works together with what we're talking about, about learning about your individual... And then, rabbanim is that... You know, not always my experience shows me that everyone
0: understands everybody, right? Well, let's, instead of going into who doesn't, how about you find a rub that does? The Rabbani has given I, us, we're having all these parishes in the Torah, B'Shalach, Yisroy. all the 12 Shvatim, we had different paths, you got to connect to yours. Let's you not go to Davena. That's, that's the hard. That's the challenge, isn't it, to find no, somebody. No. Which shul do you like, Davening? Which shul does your husband Daven in, or which shul does your parent Daven in, or some type of Rav, whatever it should be. Find yeah, but I don't rov. think
5: I don't. Well, some people might have such a lifestyle where they where they don't they right. they well, have well, it. But I I've, I've heard a lot of people don't
0: don't feel that. Um, that they stim with a rav that he understands well, I, them. I find that I find those people that claim that are those that never take out any CDs of hearing to rabbanim speak. These are the people that don't take books when they're coming out. I'll now promote our scroll since uh, they're going to be well, producing my book. But they continuously putting out publications from different rabbanim, and I'm sure there is some rav. If those that are seeking. We'll find, but we gotta seek. It's so easy to get into that role of, oh, what do they know? They know. I'm speaking. The more involved I am, they
6: might know, but the question is, do um, they know? Let's not. No, no, hold on. I
0: don't want to do that. I don't want to have to go attack and defend. I'm not doing that. This is not a public forum to discuss rabbanim. Please forgive me for doing that. Now I just need to cut it short. I feel we're heading in a place I don't want to go to. No,
5: I'm trying to say, how do you know? How do you? How about we
0: change your question? How do I find a rav? Can you change it that way? Are you asking for yourself or are asking for others? Because we don't really deal with others here. Here we deal with ourselves. Do you have a rub that you're close
5: okay, to? I'm doing both. Do I have a rub I'm close to? Um, I have a few, actually. I have a few because sometimes you just can't get through to people when you need them and, and they. Okay, so they from those rub on them, they do they you they find
0: that the rub them understand you? Those three, let's say, that you have? Let's make an assumption it's three. Um. When it comes, what,
5: after I've asked something and I say, you know, but what about this point? I didn't get the, I didn't, I didn't feel they,
0: I didn't, I don't know if. Did you set up an appointment maybe? So call down to them. Set up an appointment. They'll meet with you. No,
5: no, it doesn't happen like that. I could get so much time.
0: Oh, so maybe then you're speaking to a very busy Rav and then maybe you might ask them, do you have any tell me them that have time for me and that you can guide? Remember, if you're going to go to the Gedolim, which get every 30 seconds another phone call, they will not have three hours to give you. Remember, we How want do you the... know when you can trust? How could you? How, I have, how, how I
5: have you... someone who goes to the door in Bnei Brak for me. They told me not to move to Eretz Israel, oh. and I didn't understand why not.
0: Well, and... why? Well, let's take a step back if you're asking, we need to realize that a lot of times the issues that we're having is the way we're asking a question. If you're asking a message through someone else for you, and then you want an entire speech, that's not going to happen if it's not one-on-one. If you're going to Reb Chaim Kandievsky where there's a line of 100 people, and you want to ask him a life decision, do I do this or do I do that, and you're going to get a bracha, he, we cannot stop now a line of 300 people to give you an hour and a half. We just need to recognize reality. However, if it's But that, how
5: do you know that, how do, you, how do we know that they really know Ratsanash?
0: Now we're, uh, we're to, hold on, now we've gone to a whole new subject, so I don't want to go there right now. That is now, no. this is again, speak to one of the Rabbanim that you can speak to. This is our question where you take one-on-one with a rav. This is not, this is now one-on-one therapy. This is a question, any other that you ask questions to that has time or doesn't have time, ask them, I need time with a Rav. Which Talmud do you have? This is exactly why you connect one-on-one. These questions are all answerable, just not on the public forum on the radio. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even I am cutting you short. Because it's not appropriate for this. I don't understand. Do you understand that your question needs about a 45-minute topic? I think that my my children
5: have Talk to me about when, like, the, the whole internet um, issue came up, and they, as teenagers, they voiced like, "How did the rabbanim know?" And I understand what they're saying. Every prop people, people are so I can't I can't phrase the question. Well, now, let me ask but, you:
0: If you don't understand the answer, how can you explain it to your children? If you don't understand how the rabbanim could know your specific answer? How can you explain to your children how the Rabbanim can do that? I understand that answer very clearly. And I understand exactly how the Rabbanim can speak about the internet. Because if I've got a question that I'm baffled by, and I work with the people and with the teenagers, I will ask the Rav. This Rav knows more what's going on, unfortunately, on the internet and how bad it is and what's happening in the world. The bigger the guddle, the more they're aware. But again, generally, notice. Let's stop a second. Generally. No, detailed detailed. When details, detailed, general details. watch. No, uh, why are but, you hearing what you want to hear and not what I am saying? I'm <laughs> saying very detailed. They know the details. They don't just tell me, oh, a teenager said this. What's the family? Where are they from? I won't say a name unless the person permits, but they will know the details of family dynamics before they pass a Shiloh. They know details of details, and that's why when I need to ask a Rav Shiloh, I need to schedule an appointment with them because it's a 45-minute Shiloh. Mm-hmm. I've well, gone so down do with a right, client of Shmuel Kamenetsky where we had to have an appointment set up, and we set up a half-hour appointment, and it went to about an hour because the details were so important. Let's, let me explain to you just this one concept. You're needing about an hour information about the Rabbanim to have a munus Chachamim how and why, not Chas that you don't have that, but you just don't understand the process. Right. And that process, they will explain it to you. But I cannot do that now when we've got more people on the line, and this isn't the place for that. What I need you to recognize and why we're staying on this is for all those of you that have got questions, understand the Rabbanim are there to answer it. You just need to do it Right. I find sometimes... Okay, we are going to... They... I would just... Mrs. R, I appreciate it. And now we got to move on. All right. Thank you for your time, for the insight. I think it's a great tale yell us for the Rabbanim. And um, we're going to go to Ms. B. Just before we're going to go to Ms. B, again, I'd like to share the number. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And the number to sign up for this workshop that we are doing over here is... 201 area code two zero one six nine one seven six two six two zero one six nine one seven six two six but to hear all the details of the program call up my phone line or you can also speak to the representatives and they'll tell it to you but that is seven one eight six eight um sorry um, 718-298-2011, 718-298-2011, and you go to Section 8. That is where we have all the information, who should take it, who should not take it, what are the days, and how it's going to work out, Merit Hashem. Um, great. Um, someone said over here, text, thanks about the course. Well, I know how to implement it. Listen to it. You're going to hear in Section 8 what it will do, Merit Hashem, <clears throat> and what it won't do. And part of that is there are people that think they're going to get their entire world, 10 years of therapy, correct everything in a 21 hour workshop. It's called a workshop. You are going to walk out with tools and skills, Merzishem, but depending on what situation you're in, on how many years you've got that issue, it definitely is going to be an eye opener and an awareness. Some people need to take workshops even three times just before they could do something. Some people will take a workshop in business, but then you need to hire the coach or continue with a life coach to continue down that process all of that is based on you and all of that i go into that section eight there's dial number one two three four and five which is very clear about those those information thanks for the interest ms b you're on with mordechai
7: hi good afternoon i'm enjoying the show very much
0: thank you
7: and i'm very glad that it's an afternoon today at night is harder for me yes um but i'm always listening in Um, I have a question about a child that's under 8, but the question is really about me, not about him. So can I try?
0: Good. Go ahead. Yeah.
7: Um, I I see that my son, um, I put him into a different class, uh, into a new class, and into a new place this year, and he wasn't speaking at the beginning of the school year. Um, But he's very happy. He's learning. He knows his stuff. And I just, you know, just let it go, waiting for him to make friends. And now he's still not really speaking in school. Um, I'm hearing a lot about people calling in about selective mutism. And my question is, I'm not really concerned. I'm wondering if I'm being very concerned.
0: So, I would be concerned.
7: Um, because the the Rebbe is not concerned. He says he's very happy. He also says that he's he speaks very quietly to the other children, just not to him. And he's so happy, like he just, I don't know, I guess that's my so question. I if I am concerned.
0: You would? Of course. If you would tell me it's the first four weeks of class, I wouldn't be concerned. Mm-hmm. We're now about three months into class. Yeah. A kid is supposed to be asking the rabbit questions. A kid's mm-hmm. not supposed to be whispering to other kids. Mm-hmm. Not at eight years old. He's not eight, he's four. Oh, sorry, four.
7: I just said under eight because I wanted to make sure that okay, it's okay five. if I asked about. So, so he's I, the four and I heard he's the I'm not
0: going into any more details what should be done. All yeah, no, he's...
7: I wasn't going to ask you, but if you're telling me that I should yes. try to get him some yes. help, then if I will. Yes, he months
0: into class, there's something wrong and there might be suggestions that I would have with the Rebbe. And how is he in uh, the home? At home, does he speak well? Yeah, and regular, he talks loud? about
7: regular, loud, Excellent. he's then actually wild. I definitely wild. Would I, be I, I concerned.
0: Know. Yes which means it might just be a little tune-up that's needed just to teach a kid how to speak or for Mm -hmm. the Rebbe to play with him one-on-one. There are several skills that should be done, um, but definitely one month in, two weeks in, normal. Four weeks in, I'd start being concerned. Three months Mm -hmm. in, we're now already at shvat. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, several even if he's months. not
7: showing any other symptoms of disappointment or. Well,
0: well, the disappointment. Well, what the concern. I don't know. Is, he's
7: so comfortable. Do he you, you hear me the concern? Everything.
0: What's the concern? Let's get into the concern. What is my concern? I wonder. Oh, so ask me. What's my concern?
7: Um, what's your concern? What are you so worried about?
0: Oh, I'm worried about that this kid is going to learn that you can get away with not talking in class and not talk to friends, and while you're still young and you play by yourself, you don't need social interaction with other kids. But if he doesn't learn to master that, it could be three years that he doesn't really ask questions and he doesn't have friends. And then all of a sudden, when they turn eight years old and everything's about friends and who's your chavruzis and who's playing by recess uh-huh. and no one's playing with him, you start feeling alone. You start feeling worthless. You start thinking there's something wrong with you. You start developing a self image of I'm weird or I'm bad. I hear. Interaction, socialization is a very vital component in the class. Mm-hmm. happiness can come from other points but the older they get especially in the school system that we have it's uh-huh. a major concern to me so again not for the first two weeks definitely not mm-hmm. the first four weeks after four weeks i'd start being aware is anything changing i would speak to the Rebbe, but four months five months into the school year and the kid doesn't speak to the Rebbe and talks low to other kids i would start being concerned yes
7: okay thanks for your help
0: you're welcome excellent And the number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we've got some openings for some callers, so feel free to call. I'll read a couple messages that we got over here. The big sister should not practice social skills. She should just unconditionally accept. I definitely hear your opinion, and I personally disagree because I've worked with many, many Um, teenagers or kids and so much more was accomplished once they have that unconditional acceptance with that big sister that they're able to do a lot more work than I did, which means I planted the seed, but that social skills or that big brother, in the case that I was involved, was able to actually get them to do the work because it wasn't a 45-minute session. They were able to be with them for about three hours, and after an hour or two got them to do it and practiced it several times. They did it like two, three times a week that it so enhanced the therapy. So I definitely see what you're saying, and definitely a big sister should be there for unconditional acceptance. However, as I said, that is step one. Step two is if you're able to do it, please definitely deal with that. Um, There's a question that I am looking for that got my eye and it was a regarding someone that they're going through a tough time and they need to speak to someone does that make sense? Let's go ahead and look at that. Um, where is that? All right, I'm not finding it. But there was a question that someone said they're going through a very difficult time, went through a trauma, and they need to speak to someone. Does that make sense that they should need to speak? Uh, here it is. I recently went through a major medical trauma. I'm in desperate need to speak to therapists since I'm still physically weak. I'm not strong to do major therapy, but I feel I need a listening ear from an outsider that was not emotionally involved. What's your take on the matter? I am very, I am a very, very big believer in this. And why am I saying that? because there are different roles that therapists do. For example, by me, when I do the deep inner work, it's deep surgery and you need a lot of strength for that. You need to be able to manage that. At the same time, sometimes therapists are just there as a supporting hand, and that's a different role. Unfortunately, I usually don't personally enjoy that role just based on my nature, which means I'm there for a supportive person, but I don't enjoy spending 45 minutes just as a support. I usually like movement. It's a strength or a weakness depending on the client and to who. However, For you, having someone, and that's where I find life coaches are fantastic. That's a large part of their talent. They're able to be there unconditional. They're able to be just for chizok. And either the title life coach or just a good friend or someone that chooses to get paid for that time. So, yes, I am a very strong believer in that. And for someone like that, by the way, I would definitely not recommend my workshops because my workshops are major work, major inner work and awareness and changes that's gonna be happening, questions, doubts, loving it, hating it, there's going to be a lot of emotions during my workshop. And of course everything always fits. We'll have Makiris to everything that I share, which means Yiddish and Machiris, to just prove and to validate that it's yiddish concepts. We're going to Mrs. B. Mrs. B, you're on with Mordechai. Hello. Yes. yes. Hello.
6: Um, I listened to your program and you're really really great, the way you help people, and I'm very impressed. And it's been bothering me for a long time why you don't take calls from people under that have anyone under eight. And this past call that you just got proves that you could really be beneficial. You see, this woman, she, it, she had no clue that it was an
0: important issue. And i can't hear anything all right well i'm with yes. you well let I, let's, let me explain to you part of my concern imagine i know you want them to go to parenting no, class. no 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 you missed it sorry it's not because i want them to go to parenting it's because if you're going to ask me now a question how do i um how do i get someone up in the morning most of the time Most of the time when it's the parents calling for parenting skills, a skills-based information takes about four sessions of about two hours to teach. Most of the questions I'm not getting are questions like this. You see, because when I hear that you don't want to take those
6: questions, the way I look at it, I Mm -hmm. have married children that have children under the age of eight, and, you know, they get married so young today They, those who have the children under 8 are really the ones that have no clue as to what to look for when they're raising their children. Now imagine
0: I need to get a parent. Now I'm going to be a little bit controversial. And this parent is missing a lot of skills. And then I'm telling them you need skills. No, no, but you're not understanding my question. I don't want to go, and that's what I was having program after program after program. Just listen to the first 50 programs on my phone line where we have that. And it's coming up over and over the parenting questions. I'm telling them it's age appropriate. No, but you don't understand how it's for my kid. And then over. And then the next one with the same question. Oh, my kid has anxiety. And then do you have anxiety? Or it's age appropriate. No, but you don't understand. My kid's really afraid to use the toilet. And then, But it's something you can do. My kid fights. They don't want to share one with another. A two-and-a-half-year-old, it's age-appropriate. I know but right. What do I do? Now, i got to start giving you four hours of one week at a time, giving you the, kids, the skills how to stop one kid from fighting or to share. Uh, that is not possible. Now, I can get from every 15 questions that I'm going to have to say, sorry, that's a parenting class. Sorry, that's a parenting class. Sorry, that's a parenting class. Oh, this one is not. I don't enjoy telling people sorry that your question. You waited online forty five minutes for me to tell yeah. you it's a parenting class. Right. So that is what was happening. So what I've just maybe,
6: maybe it's an idea to give some kind of a, a programs, for like for a parenting class type of thing, so that's because they I, have no clue. They're so young and they have no clue. Is this age appropriate? Is the child doing the right thing? You know, Baruch Hashem, if, if somebody has parents to guide them, that's great, but if they, in in today's society, all the parents are so busy, nobody seems to have time for these married, so young married us, so kids. So that
0: is information, part of what I'm doing with this course, of this course, Baruch works out, and part of it is to make it cost effective, so people will do it, and I will be having my parenting class. When I do the parenting classes, surprisingly and shocking as it will be to people is, it's a big issue. I want this time, I don't like that time. I want to ask this question, then it comes up marital issues that are coming up in there. And you can hear that in the question. There's a lot that happens with parenting. People suffer from anxiety and they don't want to hear that. And therefore you can't just like do recordings. Like many of the parenting classes just have recordings and you're not speaking to someone one-on-one. And their issue is they suffer from an issue. And now they have with their children and they don't even want to say they've got the issue. There's a lot when I did the parenting class that I said I will change it. First of all, just to be aware of over here that in the J-root, they do have a parenting um, program over here. Someone at 10 a.m. looks when like... When is it? Um, I don't know. I just got the message from Aaron over here that they do have tomorrow parenting class. Tomorrow? Um, Rabbi Avraham Barzulay. Uh-huh. All okay. right, but... You yeah. know, I have a daughter in
6: Lakewood, mm-hmm. and she can't reach your program. And she dials up the number to hear it. Oh, that's the nice. Par- the class, and and that's another issue I have to say. You know, can I horror how many young young couples are in Lakewood? And I'm but the them. amount that are there, there should be so much resources for them,
0: and there isn't. How about we try it differently? How about we just have, there are, there are programs and parenting workshops going out. I, I don't want to, like, promote anyone, but I know there's a, a parenting workshop in Lakewood that Parents take over there, and they make it very cost-effective. It was meant for... for
6: baby it's, you have to understand something also. They're all in different communities. That's right. And, not, and it's not always accessible. And another
0: thing, they don't have babysitters, so they can't even get out. Now, do you realize, now recognize, them. listen to what you just said. When we need to put together a course, do you know how many details goes into it? I know. When people ask me, why don't you just do your parenting course, I have the information. It's not the information that's time-consuming. It's all the surrounding issues that are so, I should say, a little um, just energy-consuming. And I need to focus. Where do I want to focus my energy? If I have a certain amount of battery power... Do I want to spend it on a parenting class of this and that, or do I want to spend it on other issues? I'm hoping this 21 hours will be able to do, will be able to change. But a we lot.
6: have to, we have to reach these people that need it. We Let's have to create the need. Rabbitson, I am this a this big stuff.
0: believer in standing up. Start with the I. Speak to your daughter. Speak to your friends. How many kids? Go ahead, contact someone. Put together a parenting class. Get 15 parents to want to take it, and I will be able to help you recommend to. Uh, to parenting class, or I'll teach it. Get together the parents, see what it's like. Instead of saying what we need and what they need, I always believe in the I. You put it together. Get get 20 parents that are interested, and Merit Hashem be in touch. Call up, and I'm willing to help out. You put it together, okay. I'll help you out.
6: Okay, that's a deal. All okay. Right. That now we're talking positively. That's it. But let's I think you have to take some calls for people to have questions on that because
0: if you maybe, really if have if to learn Let's before. make another offer. Let's start with the eye. How about right. instead of having our wonderful technician Aaron over here trying to juggle ten things at once, I could use a screener. If you can come and you can actually pick up the calls, speak <laughs> to them, say what is your question? Screen if it's a parenting question, what is your question parenting question? I'll tell you basically which ones I'm not looking for. And right. put that through. If we would have a volunteer, you'll see how easy it goes. Do you know how many times I've asked people to volunteer? Oh, I could do this week. I can't do that week. I can't. I started I chasing down people. Everything was energy. So recognize, everyone likes things. But how much are we willing to give? Right. Do you know no one has ever come the forward problem. and say, you know, Mr. Weinberger, it probably costs you a lot of money, this program. Can I help you out a little financially? Do you know that I'm doing this for <laughs> my chesed, and I even help out J-Root, and I'm the one even... helping them out financially with different stuff. Do you know how Jroot has put so much out of JrootRadio.com and very few people step forward and say, wow, we really enjoy your program. Here's a donation. Do you know the begging that they need to do? So what I'm finding, and I don't want to sound that cynical, but people have a talent of wanting and wanting for free. The minute there's $1 involved, it changes. So recognize, I know that I can do the best that I can do. And for me to stop parenting questions, that I'm not willing or go into that. And I don't want to tell people, sorry, you waited 45 minutes. I'm not taking a right. question. Right, right, yeah. However, if you would like to help out, I am on Merit Hashem every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Or it might be from 8 to 9.30, depending what we'll be doing. You're volunteer. You can please come up to the radio. Call up j We'll give you the address. And you can come right over to J-radio.com and you can answer the calls and feel them. <laughs>
6: okay meanwhile you should be much less what you do oh man you're
0: doing a very good job thank you bringing it
6: oh another thing oh well
0: i just want to take Uh, one more call because i gotta go so let's do that one more and then i gotta take one last call and then i gotta go Yeah. yeah hello yeah go ahead what was the one last point one last point. How about speaking to our islam about
6: the importance of immunizations? I know it's not exactly your. Field, I'm not going there. I try to avoid. Nobody
0: talks about it. Good. Uh, it's not my partial, but I agree with you. You definitely can write in the, in the messages. All right. So we are going to go to um to whoever it is that we're just going to take over here so thank you mrs b for all the information i'm looking forward to having you volunteer and helping out um so we're going to miss e and Uh, yeah and with that you will be our final caller okay i guess that's i guess that's me that's you okay i have here a question
3: that i think probably pertains to a lot of people it has to do with Married children, um, if you see that they're doing something wrong, let's say, or not properly being machanach the children in the right way, meaning not the right way of saying, but let's say giving in to them, and, and, you know, not like our school, how we know how to say the word no. I find youngsters don't know how to say the word no. And seeing all these kind of things, are you supposed to tell them that they shouldn't feel insulted? Are you supposed to look the other way? That's how are you supposed to tell them that it should go?
0: Smoothly? Let's take a step back first. Why do you even need to say anything? Let's go to the original. Why do who said you need to do anything?
3: Hurts you with your grandchildren. Oh, and so if so please, you
0: have a pain, hold on. If you have a pain, why is the pain always dealing with others? Let's deal with ourselves.
3: Are uh, your so how kids? Do I deal hold with on. Things, are your kids old enough? Like
0: the, right, exactly. Are your kids old enough to get married? Yes. All right. Do they have children? Yes. When they need advice from you, do they know how to reach out and ask you for advice? Um, the, um, chinoch ways? Um, I'm not well, sure. No, no, I don't need Chinuch. In general, do they, know, do they know how to ask you questions? Yes. All right. So if they know how to ask you questions, might be, then we can make the assumption they also would know how to ask you Chinuch questions. They might choose not to. Right. That's a different point, and that's already an entire conversation. Why aren't they asking you questions, but why would they ask you, let's say, a recipe? Or why would they ask you, can we come to you for Shabbos, or we need right. a vacation, or can you watch our kids, and why won't you ask me questions? And then there's you can actually bring that up with them. saying, you know, I just don't want to be a mother that's a babysitter, or that's the cleaning lady, or that's the hotel. I actually want to be involved. Now, you might not want me involved in every detail. No. I would like to be involved in some issues. Please ask me. I like to still feel that I can continue my chinuch education. And we don't have the mitzvah kibbutz of aim till I'm married and then ma and pa, you're dropped. If I care, mitzvah of of aim is even more valuable the older they get, the more they see that. But let me ask you, how do I deal
3: with... Let's say when I see that things are going wrong, and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to hurt them and everything. Sure. How do I deal with my own why do we anxiety think and wrong? my own pain? Why do
0: we say it's going wrong? Why maybe we can view it that the same way you learned, and probably by your fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh kid, you mastered it more. Why? How about we can let them go through the same process? Because if I've gone through it and i through experience, then I I would notice that word experience right how do you gain experience uh, by going through the, your now, hold own on, thing hold and on. learning and, from your own mistakes and the rabbi learn teaches us from enough pain to ask what i hope to give my children is the ability to teach them not that they should always come to me but to learn to ask for advice from others and that's a large part of this course the workshop that we're doing i find people are so stuck and so afraid maybe we need to let go that it shouldn't doesn't have to be us and it could be others and we hope that we haven't damaged them by giving them too much information in their childhood and in their teenage years that they just don't want to hear from anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the goal is to have the healthy balance that our children, our goal is that our children should build their bias, Namabisrol, raise their children. They will make mistakes to know that they have us as an option where they can ask us advice to know that they have, that they can ask others as well. It means they can ask Rabbanim, they can contact other people, um, parenting workshops if needed, those that are needed, whatever is needed. It's sad to me when I see a generation where people are being raised saying, I can't wait to get married, so I don't need to ask anyone anything. I can't wait till I make my own money, so I don't have to be meshubed or controlled or dictated by others. That's the sad Mm -hmm. part. And maybe right. sometimes we need to let the kids not to offer any advice so this way they can come running back. Ma, we need help over here. We're so overwhelmed. We're so tired. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't really don't. Let's discuss this. I really don't want to be a hotel. But it happens to be that I do want to be part of your chenuch education. Mm-hmm.
3: And how do I deal, let's say, with my own when I see things are not going as they should be and it bothers me terribly? How do I deal with that, my own feelings? Well,
0: first we but- need to recognize is it age-appropriate? Like that they're going through, and again, when you're saying it bothers you.
3: Well, if I see children that are chutzpah, dick, that doesn't belong in anybody's home, in anybody's, we're not talking about a two-year-old, we're talking about an eight or ten or twelve. Yeah,
0: but I, I don't want to condone chutzpah and say it's mutter, but it's still part of the growth of, of kids answering back to parents. That's what makes us human, and some parents use that as chutzpah, but some parents use it as, oh, wow, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm sorry you had to scream for me to listen. Understand children, if you look at babies, their job is to get their needs heard. And sometimes when I find parents call the kids chutzpahdig, what I find is parents are lacking skills. Now, Hassan, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying there's so much more to that question that I wouldn't be able to answer that without really spending more time with you on the phone. Mm-hmm. And where is there the, the parent? I just got in. Where is that parenting workshop you were talking about? Um, I don't have right now a parenting workshop that there is. Um, you mean to call the question on the radio? No, no, no. I'm talking. I thought you would take make I'm surprises. doing a workshop. No, I'm doing a workshop, not on parenting, but a workshop about personality, about growth, inner growth, understanding yourself, building your self-esteem, or or helping other family members, understanding what they're going through, the different natures, the 18 different natures, how one nature will interact with another beginnings, how to go from anger to forgiveness, a whole bunch of points, how to be a leader. Actually, the last, the last day, the last component, the last hour and a half is focused to your question, how to be a leader that people should want to listen to you and people should want to speak to you. That is the last component on that. And where is that workshop? Now, I could give you the number, and we have several different locations. We're having in Brooklyn, we're having in Upstate, we are having in um, a couple of places. The number uh-huh. to that is 201- Right. 201-691-691. Right. 7626, six, right? We're even having a Lakewood. I just realized that's the third location because we got a tremendous amount of calls from Lakewood. So we're having in Brooklyn, upstate Muncie area, and then in Lakewood. 6917626. Six. Yeah, it's area code 201. As well, if you want to hear information before you call up where I got all the information, that's on my private number, like that phone line that I have. It's 718 298 Two zero one one. That's two nine eight two zero one one. And you hit section eight. Just press eight. It takes you right there, and that's where I have all the information. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you very, Thank very you much. Thank you. And Hashem. Looking forward to everyone. Looking forward to taking your questions and comments. Baruch Hashem. Next Monday, back to the regular time. Baruch Hashem. of Simchas by us all and Hatzlaha. Thank you.